El Nino is a regular weather event and it affects the air temperatures around the sea. But it's normal cyclic. What's happening now is that El Nino, on top of the impact of the climate crisis, the impacts are being felt much harsher. So it either creates too much water, flooding, or too little and drought, which is what we're seeing in many parts of southern Africa. And what is the link between climate change and El Nino? What the scientists are saying is basically, whilst this is a regular phenomenon, we're going to most likely see it happen more frequently, more intensely impacting, and also because communities are not having time to recover from the last impact, the vulnerability of these communities is lower. So helping them recover is taking a lot longer. And what are the impacts on the people living here? Basically, the impact is that they're unable to grow the food that they need to live. And so it's having a massive implication. If you can't feed yourself, then you're sending your children out to look for other ways to feed yourself. So they're not going to school. And there's a lot of flow-on effect from that. Communities are being devastated here. They're actually saying to us they don't know what the future holds. We're in a field in the south of Madagascar, Mm. looking at examples of how... Mm the country is preparing for this El Nino event. Can you describe a little bit of what you've been seeing? We can either, as an international community and as governments, wait until we have to provide life-saving aid, or we can do what they're doing here, and that is actually looking at ways to reduce the impact look at seeds that will work in drought, look at how to get water to the communities now that is not trucking but more sustainable, looking at other ways of earning a livelihood and crops that may not be traditional in this area but certainly will help provide an income. And that is far more cost effective in terms of money but it also is far more cost effective in terms of lives. And there's an important early warning element to this, isn't there? Absolutely. And here in Madagascar, they've been working over the years and in many southern African countries where they now have a system in place where they can actually provide warnings to communities that this is coming and so we need to be able to prepare now. And the cost of doing that, research is showing that it's seven times cheaper to do that than to actually wait before the disaster happens. The Secretary-General's initiative, which is early warnings for all, every person in the world should be able to have access to an early warning to a disaster by 2027, is actually being implemented here in Madagascar, and we're supporting, as the United Nations, the government to put that in place. Madagascar is actually the first one at, at the COP event last year to lay out their plan, and now it needs to be all of us together helping them to get this up and running. And Madagascar is a good example of this early warning approach, yeah? Madagascar's been working for a number of years because they're used to the cyclones coming. This is a region that's had 48 cyclones in the last, you know, 15 years. So they've been working on this early warning system, and now with the droughts coming as well, they're using that to help communities prepare ahead of time. When you talk to people living here, Mm. their main concern is just one thing. Their main concern is water. Exactly. And we're seeing that throughout. El Nino is either creating too little or too much, as I said, and here it's way too little. And together with the government, the humanitarian community and development community is coming together to find a sustainable solution to that. We're ready to sit here and listen, and we've heard amazing ideas from the local communities. They know the weather. 
they know that it's changing and they know what works. How important is it for the United Nations to be working with partners, to be working with the government, to, to make sure the response is a success? Well, firstly, it's the government's responsibility and we need to ensure that governments have the capacity to continue to do this so the UN can actually leave. The United Nations also is having a funding crunch and so we need to work collectively together to maximise our capacities um, and build the capacity of the government and communities. In terms of this current El Nino event, what does success on the ground look like to you? Success on the ground looks like what we have been speaking to the communities about yesterday and seeing in their faces. They were able to earn a living for themselves, provide for themselves and have their children at school. And to me that's success. And we did it early enough that their lives were not destroyed.